This week on the Media Virus Podcast. You may have noticed this already, but some people are so dumb they think they're smart. Oh no! There are some sandy vaginas as the people between Gen X and the Millennials demand recognition. And tips for living with monkeypox. All this and more on this 85th episode of the Media Virus Podcast. Who's ready to do a podcast? It's the Media Virus Podcast! Let's point and laugh at the world burning around us with executive producer Mike Latouris. We'll do an intro, we'll do an outro, and then do our round. BBC correspondent Stanley McFadden. Makes me tingly in an unfamiliar way. And the Scorpion Goddess. And the Scorpio was secretive. I just don't say a lot of shit. And now, spreading the sage nihilism of an aged Gen Xer, your host and mine, the star of our show, the incomparable Maddie Rockdev. I had no, but I, I was, you know, I kind of wanted to, and I, you know, I, I, whoa, that's new. Hi, Dan. Do we have a fucking show for you people this week? I am Maddie Rockdev. Welcome to the Media Virus Podcast. I am joined, of course, by the executive producer of the program, the Reverend and Professor Mike Latouris. How you doing, Mike? Good evening, everybody. I'm feeling fine. Feeling fine. You know, both Mike and I would like to remind you that if you're watching this uh, and you're not subscribed, please hit subscribe. It's the only way you're going to get notified of uh, our new lives and everything. And it's, uh, it's you know, right it makes, there. Yeah, it makes us it makes us happy too. Uh, speaking of happy, let me do let me introduce the rest of the infection uh, team. We have, of course, the Scorpion Goddess Juliet Everett. How are you doing today, Juliet? I'm doing good. Today has been a very active and productive day for me. That's very exciting. What what did you what did you produce today? An ad. Look at you. All right. An ad. Wait, a live read for the Media Virus podcast? Yeah. That's very, very uh, exciting. Yeah. And I'm excited. To be perfectly honest, uh, we need to keep in mind she can actually write copy, dude. Yeah, I, I I try to get her to do stuff. I just I, want to see what she'll do. I like I like really didn't even have to edit it. Like it was I was excited. I was like she can actually re- write copy. Yeah, like she's like smart and interesting and uh-huh. uh like if if anybody has any questions like hey why why is that girl on your show? She's I don't know, she's pretty cool. Um I'm full of surprises. That that is that is true. You are uh you are full of surprises. Uh and uh you know, I was, I was, I was under a mis, I was under a misinterpretation of what was going on today. Uh, but on the phone, uh, via the media virus hotline, is our BBC correspondent Stanley McFadden. Uh, not uh, does not have his sidekick and side bitch, uh, but uh, he is on the phone six four six virus zero one. How's it going, Stan? On the hotline, it is Big Daddy Stanley McFadden. What's up, listeners? Where's your hostage? Uh, I don't know. On on the road. I'm on the road. I'm on the run, so I try not to have excess baggage. Is, you know what I'm saying? Did she escape? So I sent the white woman ahead to distract the popo. <laughs> Wait, you sent her head? Just 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 the head. What's in the box, the man? Head. What's in the box? What's, What's in the, the box? box? <laughs> <laughs> So today I send the head. Next week I'll send the foot. 
three weeks from now, I'll send a left ass cheek. It'll be a big well, that's box. That's going to cost you extra. You got to go watch <laughs> one of the iDrive Fulfillment's uh, videos on dimensional weight and how much. I mean, that it's might, a uh, fit, you know what I'm saying? I liked your hostage. I'm kind of disappointed. That's all right. I will, I will uh, humpty dumpty her next week. <laughs> well, I, uh, you know, it's it's fitting that I don't know what the fuck is going on. I have this, I had this whole thing that led into, Hey guys, you know, I don't know what your motivation or inspiration for doing the show is, but I, I, I'm betting that the Dunning Kruger effect has something to do with it. Well, have you ever noticed that the person with the least amount of knowledge on a subject is often the most confident to blast you with their opinion about it? Hey, Julia, you ever noticed that? I don't know. Maybe. No, you're, you might have. All right, let's keep reading, Mike. You'd think, being on this show. Uh, <laughs> this is a well-known experience that can perhaps be explained by the Dunning-Kruger effect, a cognitive bias whereby people with limited ability in a given field tend to greatly overestimate their own competence. The less ability, the more they tend to overestimate their competence. Hey, did you ever notice that, Juliet? No, not no. for me personally. You've never noticed that? No, what I've noticed, honestly, for like myself was imposter syndrome. So like the opposite, like I'm not good enough, even though, yeah. The, the neatly animated video for Ted Ed, the Dunning-Kruger effect is explained by none other than David Dunning, the professor of psychology at the University of Michigan, who is credited with coming up with the phenomenon, along with colleague Justin Kruger. In 1999, the pair penned a paper called Unskilled and Unaware of It, how difficulties in recognizing one's own incompetence lead to inflated self-assessments. My question is, dude, how the fuck did he write a paper with those fucking long blades on his fucking hands? <laughs> I, I, I how the fuck do you write anything? It's like Edward Scissorhands. I think shit. the is Dunning the... guy did the writing. Oh, you know, he just scared him? <laughs> right. <laughs> his dreams? And I'm reasonably sure they could have called this paper unskilled and unaware of it, please listen to the Media Virus podcast. <laughs> they tested a large group of people for their abilities in fields of humor, grammar, and logic, after which they then asked the participants to self-assess their skills. Remarkably, those who performed the worst in the test were the most prone to overestimating their performance and ability. Not only the podcast live on YouTube. Not only do these people... <laughs> reach erroneous conclusions and make unfortunate choices, <laughs> but their incompetence wow. robs them of the, <laughs> of the metacognition of, I'm sorry, robs them of the metacognitive ability to realize it. <laughs> now, see, there's where I've got to be. I am totally, I, I am totally I, taking that and putting it into the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Put that in the description. Yeah, not only do these people reach erroneous conclusions and make unfortunate choices, but their incompetence <laughs> robs them of the metacognitive ability to realize it. <laughs> this is the exact, like, the pandemic has brought this to the forefront. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> it's and it's the, the exact reason the why I have to argue with motherfuckers about uh, pandemic shit. <laughs> well, no, I mean, masks don't work. 
hand washing doesn't work. You gotta. It, it works best if you if you lick clean what? your shit before you go into surgery. You lick the instruments and the saliva oh. and the acid from the stomach is what cleans the instruments. No, so that's you bullshit. Need- Everybody knows that you lick the doorknob to get to build up a tolerance to germs. Who? Yeah, build up tolerance by licking doorknobs and handles public, and shit. Public and toilet that's seats. How you the Rona. Did you see? Remember that video of that when when the Rona first hit of that kid that was uh, going around licking toilet seats. No. Uh, and then he got Rona, and I he got real sick, and everybody was making fun of him. No. <laughs> Missed that. Sorry. I don't, I don't think that, we. Have, I don't want to dig that up. I, I don't know if anybody remembers that. If anybody remembers that guy licking toilet seats, give us a call here at the Media Virus Hotline six four six virus zero one six four six virus zero one. There's actually numbers attached to that, but guess what? I don't know what they are. So fuck you. Figure it out yourself. I mean, all right. What is that it? Guy. Is it? Is it eight four seven eight seven zero one? Uh, yeah, eight four seven six four six eight four seven eight seven zero one zero one. If you want to call, uh, you remember, you remember that. Does anybody remember the girl that used to sell farts? Yeah. <laughs> she got sick. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> Thanks, Matt. There you go. Speaking of selling farts. People be born between Gen X and the millennials are humorously demanding recognition. Now, although that we're talking about people like born in like 1977 through 1983, yeah, through 1983. So I don't, I don't even get my own. I just get the ass end of Gen X. Yeah, we are Gen X. Yeah, we don't even get this this zenial shit. No, are you zenial? If you are, you probably already know because you're staunchly holding on to that moniker until someone pries it from your cold, lifeless hands. If you're not a Xennial, then you're probably wondering what one is and why do they care so much about the distinction? Xennials are a micro-generation born between Gen X and the Millennials. You may remember them as Gen Y, but much like the generation itself, Somewhere along the way, that was dropped and forgotten. <laughs> I want to know because I, I apparently I was dropped on my head as an infant. That's 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 a well-known story. They're At Bushkill Falls, apparently. They're uncomfortably straddling two generations with one foot planted in both yet somehow not fitting anywhere. The span of years that Xennials were born is 1977 through 1983, but there's some infighting on where the cutoff should be. It all comes down to how you grew up and when regular exposure to technology came into your life. And whether it was through you or through your friends, chances are if you don't remember computers before they were full color, then you were likely born after the cutoff. Xennial's parents rarely knew where they were, and they didn't have cell cell phones or pagers as kids, and they were babysitting by the age of eight. I wasn't babysitting by the age of eight, (laughs) but uh, it's describing me almost to a T. I don't, you know, that's kind of because, and it was funny because growing up, 
all well not growing up but through my life very rare it's been very 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 rare for me to have friends my own age very rare mm -hmm. the new friends that i make are either 10 years my senior mm -hmm. or about 10 years my junior right not like the friends that i make or that i mean you're an odd duck just yeah. like i am and, I and think that's stanley that's... stanley fits in that in, in that type of mm -hmm. uh and and then there's juliet who's 10 years younger than us or 10 better. years younger this right she was born when i started high school started high school yeah, or you beaten off. Like, I, you were going for jerking started, off, weren't you? <laughs> no, I started jerking off way before high school. Oh my god! Uh, Wait, what year were you born? Nineteen seventy-six. <laughs> She's doing the math. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. You're uh, like my older brother. I could be yeah. especially in my family uh, if there was like a big age gap yeah i'm the youngest i'm the youngest one uh the older the, the an older brother the old their brother to me is 13 years then it goes to oh, 17 see? then it goes to 17 years and then it went to a full 22 years but that brother has, has passed oh and my youngest sibling is 15 years younger than i am so there you oh, go. So see, I terrible. could be yeah. right there too. Wait, um, what year were you born? Seventy-six. I have it written down, but I don't remember. Seventy-six. Oh, okay. Matt we're and I are all seventy-sixers. Like, yeah, I'm, really? I'm. I'm like fifteen no, wait, minutes Stanley's older than Matt. Seventy-four. No, he's younger than us. No, he's seventy-eight. Yep. Seventy-eight. I I knew he was young. I I fucked up. I'm anyway. seventy-nine. That's that's 79. why. He, oh. That's why he's so much prettier than we are. So my, he, he technically, my he technically old brother is. was born in 76. I was raised as Gen X. I have no, like I, all of my experiences, I, I didn't know what a zinnia was. I have no, I have no, nothing in common with any of that shit. Um, I remember Oregon Trail on a green ass computer. <laughs> I didn't have too. a pager until I was 18. Right. Had to go get your own pager. I had to get a good own pager because, uh, no, my mother said no earrings, pages, or tattoos until you're 18 because only drug dealers have those. So when I turned 18, I got all three. <laughs> I was allowed to get my ear pierced when I was 14. I still have it. Really? I yeah. I was I never asked permission to get my ear pierced. I had my ear pierced at 14. My friend Sean did it with a Metallica pin and an ice cube. So and it hurt like a motherfucker. The hardest part about doing it with a with a pin, especially like that, is getting the back of it to puncture. Just right, yeah. That's yeah, that hurts. So that got infected real so, quick. And then I got my ear pierced while I was down the shore and I never cleaned it uh because I figured I had so much alcohol running through my system I didn't need to. And I was wrong about that as uh -huh. well. So um, when I got my ear pierced, my mother caught on to the fact that I was planning on jabbing something through it onto an ice cube or a potato and having been a cosmetologist herself she snatched me up and says oh no you're not i'm like great now this is gonna be embarrassing she says if you're getting your ear pierced we're going to the goddamn mall tomorrow I'm like oh okay she said and you're paying for it good enough did you go to the piercing pagoda i did hell yeah you did <laughs> Fucking right. The girl that's how you got your ear pierced at the piercing pagoda, motherfucker. That girl rubbed <laughs> her boobs on my shoulder and shot me in the ear. Hell yeah, they always <laughs> why did how did 
how did girls with big titties and and guys with with tribal tattoos always go into piercing? One of those things, uh, man. Like it, and the, uh, this what what was funny about the whole situation was my mom was like, "You're going to have a professional do it." So we go to the piercing pagoda, right? Where the girl was was shown how to use the gun 15 minutes ago. Is like, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, click. But yeah. Well, the girl I was interested at the time, she said, "I think guys with earrings are sexy." <laughs> so yeah, that's what, why I did it. White chicks and were it was into in that the mall at the piercing pagoda. Holy shit! Everybody went to the piercing pagoda. Juliet, mm-hmm. did you go to the piercing pagoda? I got all of my ear piercings at Claire's, but I took my daughter to Piercing Pagoda to get her ears pierced. Piercing Pagoda. Piercing Pagoda <laughs> this segment right was brought to you by Piercing Pagoda. You want to get your ears pierced? <laughs> Come on down to Piercing Pagoda. What's the next story, Mike? Well, if you want 16 feet of, of herringbone chain that'll turn your neck green. Oh, sorry. Go to Claire's. <laughs> all right. Come on, headline. I the CDC's issued some guidance, uh, and it's bizarre guidance, for having sex while you have monkeypox. Americans who think they might have been exposed to monkeypox should take precautions, like masturbating six feet apart from their partner to prevent the spread of the virus, according to health officials. When Centers for Disease Control and Prevention earlier this month issued a list of safe activities for sexually active patients to engage in. Six feet apart, really? Yeah, you know. It seems... Hey, get your shoulder off me. Six feet apart. <laughs> Among the recommendations are avoid kissing and having sex with, with your clothes on or, or covering areas where the rash or sores are present. Patients and prospective patients who are also advised to wash your hands, fetish gear, sex toys, and any fabrics after having sex and masturbate together at a, at a distance of at least six feet without touching each other. What? And without touching any rash sores. Without touching each other. Get off me, bitch. (laughs) This is the government. The government put this out. Yeah. We're going to hell. The odd guidance invoked New York City's bizarre recommendation that sexually active people use glory holes during the coronavirus pandemic (laughs) to prevent the spread of COVID 19. Oh my God. The World Health Organization no. is investigating whether monkeypox can be sexually transmitted after the virus is detected in patient semen. Oh my God. The vast majority Listen, of the my, mo- my uh, glory hole, my, my COVID inspired <laughs> glory hole activity uh, kept me sane during the pandemic. Sure. The vast, Howl bottom. The vast majority of. Uh, <laughs> The vast majority of monkeypox cases in England were connected to sexually active gay men, the health officials said last week. There were 19 confirmed cases of potentially serious virus in New York City. Uh, According to officials on Thursday, patients experienced flu-like illness and swelling of the lymph nodes before developing a rash on their face and body. The virus is not nearly as contagious as COVID-19 and is transmitted through bodily fluids and prolonged contact with infectious infected areas. So you heard it here on the on the uh, Media Virus podcast. If you got the monkeypox, jerk off across the room, please. Oh, uh, wait, but what about that guy who has that world record of jerking off and went like 32 feet out? Well, I think I not only that, but we also learned on the on the game show uh, last week was that uh, ejaculate will fly at 47 miles per hour. 
Oh, that's what it was. So yeah. I don't think anything that goes for 47 miles per hour can only go six, is only going to go six feet. You'd be surprised. Yeah, so fast and far. And there's nowhere to hide, ladies. So <laughs> if it's bodily Lock, fluid, loaded. should they like better jerk off running. Start running now. facing the opposite direction so it lands Probably. on the wall instead of their partner? Probably not a bad idea. And and not for nothing, but if if you're only five feet from me, it's only going to go six. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to knock you down. <laughs> All right. So, guys, uh, don't forget to wash your fetish gear. Uh, don't worry. You can do it because of the Dunning-Kruger effect. Uh, and if you're a, you're a zennial, I guess you can go uh, fuck yourself or whatever. Uh, but make sure to wash your fetish gear. Uh, on the other side, uh, coming up in B Block, we have some Just the Tips uh, with Big Daddy. And then in C Block, we are uh, going to have yet another installment of uh, the Cold Read Theater Players Present, Cold Read Theater. Mm-hmm. I think I fucked that up. Something like Forget. that. Mike Hawk, P.I. Episode three. So if you're not subscribed right now and you're watching this, hit subscribe. So we're going to be back in about three or four minutes uh, with a brand new uh, live uh, web thing. Stuff. All right. Just the tips. Yeah. Yeah. Take us into the break. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's episode is brought to you by our very own Scorpion Goddess. Scorpion Goddess is now back on YouTube with her show, What's Up With The Planets? Tarot of the Week. Watch the Scorpion Goddess break down the weekly astrology forecast to see that what cards have in uh, to see what the cards have in store for you. The Scorpion Goddess has been providing spiritual healing for twenty plus years using tools like tarot, astrology, Reiki, meditation, witchcraft, and more. Be sure to visit Scorpion Goddess's Etsy shop, where the, she offers homemade products ranging from the protection oils and smoke cleansing tools to Scorpion Goddess's yearly astrology journal. For more insight and information, click the link in the show description where you can connect with Juliet the Scorpion Goddess via social media. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and comment that the Media Virus Podcast sent you. Oh, and this just in, the Scorpion Goddess is offering a 10% off discount to all products when you use the code MEDIAVIRUS10 at her Etsy shop. Look for the link in in this episode's description. We'll be back right after this. We almost sound professional sometimes. Sometimes. Once in a while. Almost. Don't let it go to your head. Hello, we have been trying to reach you about watching or listening to the Media Virus podcast. You can view it on YouTube and can listen wherever you get your less favorite podcasts, like Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, even on your friendly voice assistant devices. Just say, voice assistant device, get me the Media Virus podcast. Call 646-VIRUS-01 for additional information. Thank you.